and welcome to our Jackson Home this week. We uh, are talking to Scott Conger, who's a council person for the city of Jackson. Uh, last week we had the county commissioners on, and, and hopefully we'll have some school board representatives on soon. And we're just kind of getting a feel for the local elected officials mm-hmm. here. And so, uh, so Scott, welcome to the podcast again. Well, fantastic. Thanks for having me on again. I guess I didn't ruin it too bad the first time that I get kicked off and never asked back. So. Yeah. Uh, Scott is the executive, or I'm sorry, the president and CEO of the United Way. Um, and so he was on an episode previously talking about that. So it'd be great if there was a link below this that you could go check, click on. Um, and so, Scott, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro about you and, uh, and tell us, for those of the, the, you that don't know Scott, what should we know about Scott? Oh, wow. Um, well, born and raised in Jackson and um, uh, went away to school for a little while, came back, finished up at Lane and um, started working there and got into public service and community involvement um, several years back. Elected the city council in 2011 and fortunate enough to get reelected in 2015. Uh, have an amazing family. Got a wife and a, a nine-month-old daughter who uh, takes a lot of my time uh, willingly. I give it, um, but uh, you know, love being in Jackson. Love being a part of Jackson, and um, exciting. Glad that I get to hopefully be part of something good going on in Jackson on a daily basis. Absolutely, and uh, and so uh, you were an old you're an old Miss fan. Old Miss fan, yeah. Uh, went there for most of my undergrad, and my mom had some surgery, so I moved back home and. Mm-hmm. Finished up at Lane and, and did my graduate work at Bethel University. Uh, yeah, you might you might see Scott on a billboard somewhere. One or two throughout the southeast, which is yeah. as far as Atlanta is what I've heard. Uh, you know, when they ask you to be on a billboard, you think Bethel's in McKenzie. Uh, you can be on a billboard maybe on the way to McKenzie, maybe in McKenzie. Not in every major city across uh, the southeastern United States. And also just got to uh, wrap up my first board of trustees meeting for Bethel University. Oh. So uh, got elected to be on there in November, and we had our first meeting uh, Friday and Saturday. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, you get to learn a lot about higher education from a board of trustees standpoint. Absolutely. So, Scott, you've been on the council now for, what, five years, uh, six years? Seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. What, um, what motivated you to, to serve in this way? So I think that there's a lot of things that motivated me. Uh, my family's um, comes from uh, public service. I had third generation great grandfather was a mayor. My grandfather was mayor. Um, volunteered and been in many civic organizations. And so when I moved back to Jackson, graduated college, I, I wanted to get involved and um, got it at the neighborhood level. And then we had a representative on the council that, that a lot of us did not feel was uh, representing the, the way that our district wanted to be represented and didn't um, listen to his constituents that well. And so a lot of a lot in politics is timing. And so uh, mm-hmm. I felt it was an opportunity for me to run for that position. And uh, I did and, and luckily got elected. And um, and so you mentioned that you're you have a bunch of family who's been in, in public life here in Jackson, Conger Park. Conger Park is named after my grandfather. This Conger has done nothing to get a park named after him. So, uh, my, my grandfather put in years of service uh, in the mayor's office and, um, like I said, multiple civic organizations. And so um, played a lot of tennis at Conger Park. And so a mm-hmm. um, group and then uh, former mayor Farmer felt it uh, appropriate to rename the park after him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so what area do you represent then? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so the last census was 2010. So in 2011, they redrew the lines. Mm-hmm. So there were some people that were in my city council district that voted either for or against me uh, in the election. 
and uh, then got a completely different city council person come July. And so my, my district is on the north side of West King. So I have the, the baseball and the football field at University of Memphis Lambeth. And then it kind of meanders up to Arlington, have the north side of Arlington, and then runs through uh, Midtown, the hospital area, all the way to Casey Jones Village. Yeah, uh, when I used to live in near Kmart mm-hmm. and those fun apartments um, back in the day, and you were my council yeah. person, um, and now I live on other part of town, but... So geographically, it's one of the smaller council areas, but it's uh, the more residentially condensed population. So it's based on voter populations, how the, the planning department uh, divides those districts up. Gotcha. So so if you're in the heart of Jackson, you might very well be in Scott Conger's Depends district. Depends on what side of the street you're in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So um, well, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what it is to be a city council person. So from, uh, from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home. Scott Conger. He is uh, the president and CEO of the United Way, and he's also a city councilman uh, for the city of Jackson. What's district? District 5. District 5, which is in the heart of Jackson. Um, Scott, so what qual- like what kind of qualifications does one have to have to, to run or to be elected for um, city council? So to oversimplify it, uh, you have to be 18, uh, register to vote, live in the district, and get more votes than the person you run against. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty simple way to put it. Um, and I'm, but I'm sure that's more difficult than, than it may seem. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into an election. Uh, so, But yeah, being able to, to do that has is, is been an honor. What, how, so what is the city council? If you had to describe the city council to someone. So the, the best way I could describe it is um, the way the city is set up is you have the mayor who is the, the CEO of the city. And the, uh, the city council would be uh, like a board of directors. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have a strong mayor, what is called a strong mayor week council. So we have no administrative duties or abilities, um, but we provide the checks and balances on any contracts or um, policy that is being made in the city of Jackson. So uh, our mayor runs the day-to-day operations, mm-hmm. and then we provide oversight for the policy. As opposed to somewhere like... Um, County commission. County commission mm-hmm. or... I'm trying to think. There's a town north of us, uh, Union City, I think, that has a weak mayor and council, and I have a city manager. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so some municipalities have a city manager, and, and the mayor is a figurehead, for lack of a better term. But mm-hmm. uh, our mayor is a working mayor. Mm-hmm. And um, and so how is the council structured? We we heard from the county commission that they mm-hmm. there's like 80 or them. That's a joke. There's actually like 30, but still, that's a lot. And then they have a lot of committees and. Do you guys have committees? How does that work with you guys? Uh, we do have some committees. So interesting fact, I think our county is second highest number of county commissioners per capita for a county in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> I think Carroll County may have us beat by a couple. Um, so uh, we have non-city councilmen, and we're, we're separated by districts. Uh, we each have the same number of voters in each district. Um, we do. We are appointed to committees by the mayor. Uh, for example, I serve uh, on the taxi board. I'm chair of that. We've met all of twice in the past seven so years. So what does the taxi board do? Um, so if a, if a taxi company, because 
the market has changed now. We have ride sharing, uh-huh. uh, and the state has uh, enacted their um, their law for what a ride sharing um, company can do and how they can operate. Uh, so it really has changed on what we do. We look at any new taxi drivers that want to be employed by a company or a company that wants to start up, and um, the policies are set and make sure that they're uh, following in line with what our our taxi guidelines mm-hmm. are. Uh, but like I said, you know, we have ClickGo now that mm-hmm. uh, I got opportunity to work a lot with and they started because there were some questions on um, what they were allowed to do within the city and so checking the state statute versus the city mm-hmm. statute understanding that uh, the state does override what we do in the city uh, and so um, being able to let them operate and hopefully provide some safe rides home for mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't meet that much just because the way the market has changed yeah. and, and taxis aren't in that high demand in Jackson um, also serving right now in a ad hoc committee which is the the budget review committee and so it it looks like we're it sounds like we're looking at this year's budget but we're looking at the five ten year 20 plan on how we can better uh, bring our city finances in line and mm-hmm. make them more sustainable so we're not running deficit spending every year uh, and then we also are appointed on different boards to be liaisons for the city uh, chamber of commerce board and hospital board and things like that okay so that Mayor might just say one of you guys go represent us to the yeah, to the hospital. We're, we're appointed on there, and so mm-hmm. David Cisco is our hospital liaison, and then we also have a beer board that looks at all the, the beer permits and um, just different things of, of our policies that are set that have to be approved. Gotcha. Um, so, what makes it different than the county commission, other um, than the huge difference in numbers of people? So, one, there's only nine of us. Yeah. Um, because we don't have so many committees and we're not the parliamentary style of government, I, in my opinion, it runs uh, more efficiently simply because you don't take as much time to come to a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to pass through a committee to pass through another committee to talk about it, to go through another committee mm-hmm. and have a committee on committees, which I think the county had a few years ago. Yes. Um, so um, whatever's on the agenda has gone through the executive office mm-hmm. and um, we have a chance to look at it and... Um, have a chance to vote on it and so a resolution takes two times to pass mm-hmm. uh, you find probably that our meetings are a lot quicker than the county commission meeting um, and uh, just just the style because we, we're not the the administrative body um, yeah. like the county commission is to set the policy and to have those discussions to make the, de- the decisions that our mayor can do a lot of the things that the county mayor doesn't have the ability to do mm-hmm. it helps us run a little more smoothly no that makes sense and so where do you guys overlap or um, work together? Yeah, so we have a lot of joint funding things that we do. Um, the library is one. Uh, the city owns the building, the downtown building, and so we, we fund uh, certain percentages for the library. Uh, emergency management is a joint funding endeavor. And then I think what a lot of people don't know is our, our sales tax structure on how we fund uh, schools. And so for every dollar of sales tax that comes into the city of Jackson, the city keeps 27 cents. That's it. 73 cents goes to the county, and then that goes into the school system. Uh, so you look at last year's school system budget, $108 million budget, 47 of that came from local funding. Mm. And so $37 million of that $47 million came from city sales tax dollars that we turned over, wrote a check to the county for the school system, and um, they run it. We don't have a seat at the table, don't have a decision-making ability. Um, we just get to write the check for sales tax dollars. Now, is, I just this is just a point of curiosity. Is there literally a check? Not no, not every. We send we do send over a check. It has to be sent over to them every I think quarter or monthly. We send a check over. Like it would be a lot of pressure 
signing off on a check that had that much money on it. When you break it down monthly, it's not as much. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then you look at a city that operates a $68 million budget. That's, yeah. you're writing a check for, what, a uh, million or two every month. Is, yeah, it's just chump change, right? <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all relative, you know? <laughs> um, and then, so since there is, is there any places where you guys, like, I know there's a city fire department, a county mm-hmm. fire department, um, sheriff's department, police officers, or police department. Um, is there any other areas that we that we have, I guess, not repeating services, but complementary services? We have a parks department. So okay. We have a city parks and the county parks. Um, you know, pretty much everything, you know, street department, roads department, maintenance, those are all services. We operate everything that's in the city, and then the county mm-hmm. operates everything outside the city limits. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of the things that we have in the city are offered in the county. Maybe yeah, sure. not maybe not the scale that the city offers them, but they mm-hmm. are offered. And um, all right, well, let's head into the last break, and we'll come back and talk about some of the more stuff about the city. So, between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is R. Jackson. Scott Conger, he is the president and CEO of the United Way. He's also the councilman for District 5. Uh, and Scott, in this last segment, kind of talk about you know some of the things that the city's uh, facing and looking forward to. You mentioned just uh, when we we're talking about the way this council's structured, you mentioned you're on the, the, the ad hoc budget committee, and you said that something about deficits, which right. which uh, as a conserv- fiscal conservative makes me nervous. But uh, tell me about what you meant by that. So, yeah. Um... The city this year is operating uh, roughly around a $3.6 million deficit. And so what that means is our, our rainy day fund, we can go into that and pull out $3.6 million and put it into to our budget to make it balance. And there were, it passed with a 7-2 to two vote, uh, two voting against that budget, and Randy Wallace and I were the two that, that voted against it. And so um, we got put on the budget committee because we voted against the budget, uh, which is okay, okay with me. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's a challenge, uh, looking at how we're spending money, uh, what our revenues are. Obviously, when we're, when we're given 73 cents out of every sales tax dollar to, to education. And, um, you know, you, what it, depending on the numbers you look at, um, if our, our enrollment has gone up or gone down or stayed static, uh, it's a lot more money coming from uh, city sales tax than it was when, when the agreement was signed in 1991. Uh, so that's a, that's a big thing that we're looking at in, in viability and sustainability throughout more than just living from July to June. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to look at, on, on this committee, look at being ways to, to be solvent as we go forward uh, so that we can continue to grow, continue to do the great things that we're doing uh, and not uh, exhaust all of our fund balance doing that. And along those lines is we have a, we have a subterranean infrastructure. So everything that's underneath your street uh, and your bridges, your drainages, that's essentially deteriorating. Um, you look at 40, 50, 60 year old infrastructures underneath the street mm-hmm. um, that's crumbling. I think we've had three or four sinkholes in the past two years. 
And so it's one of those things for a lot of people that's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and so if absolutely. You're, you're driving on a street that's freshly paved that looks good or may not be freshly paved or may be a little bumpy or whatever. Um, but it doesn't look like it's in need of repair. Look, looks like it's okay yeah. to drive on, but if that pipe underneath that street hasn't been repaired or replaced or had any attention to it in the last 50 years, um, we're looking at getting to a point where we have a public safety issue. Uh, where people could be driving down the street or people could be walking across their yards or, or they could be walking at the park or anywhere and, and there a sinkhole happens or, um, you know, looking at some extensive damage if we don't start addressing it on a proactive approach as opposed mm-hmm. to reacting to sinkholes or reacting to complaints mm-hmm. or reacting to, to faulty drainage pipes. And so right now we have uh, one bridge that's out uh, on Westover that's, you know, 400 some to repair. Uh, that's closed that road at that section, and another bridge on the same road that's not far from being out. So that's a almost a nine hundred thousand dollar price tag right there to repair those, replace and repair those two bridges. And so those are things that we're looking at. Those are things that we can't put off and say, well, we'll fix them when we have the money. Yeah, we have to find ways to to find revenue to be able to address those issues because they're going to get more prevalent. They're going to increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can't afford to keep kicking the can down the road and saying we'll borrow money from our fund balance here and there. Um, there's going to come a point where we're going to need that money to make some pretty extensive repairs that are coming up very soon. Yeah. Well, that's uh, not an enviable task to have to figure <laughs> out. Um, so... Okay, well, the opposite side of that coin then, what are some things that are exciting that are coming for the city of Jackson yep. um, or that's happening right now that maybe people don't know about or aren't thinking about? Uh, we have a lot of great things going on in the city. I mean, you know, for someone to say there's nothing to do in Jackson, they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the things that go on at the Cove, from the things we have at the AMP starting to, to gear up here, I think in the next month or so. Um, I drove in from, uh, from Nashville uh, last week and... There was a softball tournament going on at 8 o'clock at night on Thursday night at, at the Sportsplex. Uh, Jackson General's going on. I mean, we have so many things, not just concentrating in one area of our city, but all throughout our city. Mm-hmm. And so for you to say that there's nothing close to me, um, you really have to not be paying attention uh, to know that, that something's not going on. Uh, our downtown is, is slowly working on revitalizing. Um, and so I think we have a lot of great things on the horizon. Um, our Jackson Walk Phase 2 uh, starting, we tore down the old uh, West Jackson Baptist Church, and so you're seeing you'll see more houses and apartments go up. Uh, with an apartment complex now, Jackson Walk is 96% capacity with a waiting list, mm-hmm. uh, with houses being sold before they're built in that area. So I think you're going to see that um, that residential boom uh, connecting Jackson Walk, University of Memphis, and uh, and the hospital all together as three pillars in that community, and property values going up. Um, you know, I think. Overall, is our is one part of the city succeeds and our overall city succeeds, and we got to keep doing that. Um, we do have some challenges, but we have a lot of great things that are that are happening, uh, that are helping the viability of our city overall. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah, and uh, I think the walk is a great example of mm-hmm. things that are going really, really right in Jackson. And we have some some trails that we're looking at connecting South Jackson to downtown to North Jackson that are walking biking trails, uh, so really increasing that. Um, that livability and the healthy living and um, getting those trails that people want to walk to. Because you know, we want to walk. We want to want to get out and exercise and enjoy mm-hmm. the outdoors. And so um, really identifying those needs and, and working to get those uh, for the people that, that want to use them. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Well, thank you so much for uh, helping to make Jackson a better place and choosing to call it home. 
My pleasure. I enjoy calling it home. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com.